Hey, it's Michael, and this is the Kintsugi Podcast. I'll be back in a minute with this week's conversation about resilience. But first, if you wish to create a better life and have a better career, then please visit michaelobrienshift.com and download your free workbook on how to create a better life. In it, you'll discover ways to find more energy for the things and the people who matter most to you so you can create a better tomorrow. Hey there, it's Michael. Welcome back or welcome to the Kintsugi Podcast. It's time for another conversation about resilience. Today, we're going to talk about in-person events, the Tour de France, and my knee surgery that is probably happening as you're listening to it, or at least I'm in recovery by now, depending on when you pick up the Kintsugi Podcast and tap into another conversation about resilience. So today, as I record this, is the last day of the Tour de France. The cyclists roll in to Paris, so beautiful. I'm gonna to get to that in a second, the Tour de France. But first, this past week, I held my first in-person event, or I attended it. I didn't hold it. I was a guest speaker, and it felt good. It was the first talk I had given since March 8th, 2020, here in the States. I was down in Philadelphia, about two hours away from my house, and it felt good to be in the energy of others. It also felt good to hug other people besides my wife and my daughters, which is fabulous. It's awesome sauce to hug them, but it just felt good to be in the company of others. And I'm not sure if you've had that experience yet from a work capacity. I know many of you've gone probably out to dinner and stuff, but a in-person work event, that was a first one for me since this whole thing went down. It reminded me of a poem from one of my favorite poets, in Q, I-N-Q. And it's a short one. It's a simple one. I'll read it to you. It's called Hug. And it reads like this. When all of this is over and now becomes then, I will never take another hug for granted again. I just love it. So simple, but so meaningful. How do we so often take things that are so special, like human touch, for granted? I hope We appreciate these things as we go back and create the new normal, if you will. I do worry about that. I worry that we've lived through something, maybe even currently still living through it with the variants and all that jazz, and some mask mandates here in the States coming back to life, like outside of LA or in LA County. So I hope we just don't go back. I hope we're mindful and thoughtful about how we wish to go back and how we can appreciate just the simple act of hugging each other. Us humans, whether we're introverts or extroverts or amniverts, we need human touch. We need human connection. Think about birth. When that child comes into the world, they place that child on mom so that touch can begin. We need touch. The meeting I was with was with the Healthcare Business Women's Association. They're a fabulous organization globally. They have their footprint, mainly in Europe and the United States, actually primarily in the United States, but reaching out into other places across this beautiful planet of ours. And it was a moment of transition. They brought me down to facilitate this moment of transition 
and some time for gratitude and perspective and how do we deal with change? You see, their president and CEO, Lori Cook, who I've known for a while, full disclosure, I sit on their global board of directors. She's retiring after 15 years. And one of my other dear friends, Susan O'Connor, is stepping into her role. Now, the Healthcare Business Women's Association does amazing work when it comes to gender parity, equity, inclusion, and belonging. What I shared with them is that they're not necessarily in the gender parity business. They're in a, I want to make sure that you feel heard and seen and love business. Ultimately, I think that's the business that we're all in to help our customers, to help our employees, all of our different stakeholders and shareholders to feel heard, seen, and loved. And I know that's probably touchy-feely when you think about Wall Street and making money and all that good stuff like that. But ultimately, that's what we need. I think we've lived through so much to underscore that this is a fundamental need for us as humans. And when it's there, we can really hum along. We can do great work. We can send a beautiful ripple out into the world. But when it's missing, ooh, drama, tension, kerfuffles start to happen. And as the team shared, this was really cool. Team shared their memories of Lori, what they discovered from her, lessons learned, if you will. You could feel the energy in the room. It felt like a trusted, connected Peloton, hence the Tour de France reference. Again, more on this to come. And like any exceptional leader, and Lori is an exceptional leader, what they discovered, what they shared, went well beyond just work. They talked about things like grace and authenticity and empathy. Lori enabled them to create an environment that brought forth the best in each of them so they could bring forth the best in others. That's what true leadership does. True leadership, exceptional leadership, doesn't just and the lessons that are shared within the Zoom or the Microsoft team or the walls, the lessons that are really meaningful change how we live. I totally believe this, that if we can change how we work together, we will change how we live together. And we need to do both, change work and change how we live. We can start with just being mindful and thoughtful as we face both endeavors. So this week's video is around this whole concept of a Peloton, because what I felt there was that connection. They were a strong Peloton pedaling towards gender parity, if you will. Now, the Tour de France, I love it. I've seen it in person a few times, three times to be specific. It's what helped my wife fall in love with cycling when we first met and we first got married. She was like, yeah, my husband's a cyclist. It's a good sport. But then I said, no, no, no. You're, you're going to fall in love with professional cycling once we go to the Tour de France. And she did. She's been a fan ever since. And today, as I record this, as I mentioned up front, is the last day of the tour. And each time we've seen the tour, we've been in Paris. Just an absolute spectacular event. So much beautiful energy. I believe the Tour de France is the greatest sporting event ever created. Full stop. No debate. Although I do love to intellectually joust with those who haven't yet, and I'll stress yet, come to terms with this reality. I think it's better than the Olympics. I think it's better than the World Cup. I think it's better in the States to the Super Bowl or the World Series or the NBA Finals or what have you. 
because it happens every year. And you think about it. The cyclists, about 200 of them, not all of them finish. We'll get to that in a bit. They race over three weeks, four to six hours a day. Each year, they do this. It's not an every four-year thing like the Olympics. Four to six hours a day without a halftime show, without intermission, without timeouts, without like, hey, can we just stop and have a bio break? They got to do that as they're rolling. Up and down, steep pitches, and Mother Nature throws everything she wants at them. 95 degree heat or 35 degrees Celsius, I believe, or 33. 50 degrees Fahrenheit, rain showers. Sometimes I think it might even snow up at the top peaks. It is crazy, and it's awesome sauce all in one breath. And if you didn't know this, the group of cyclists in the race is called a peloton. Now, here in the States, and I think probably in parts of England, people know peloton for the peloton spin bikes. Emma Lovewell, Ali Love, and all the different instructors. And so that is a Peloton, and my company's name is Peloton Executive Coaching. But really, the origins of the word go back to cycling. It's a group of cyclists in a bike race. That is a Peloton. Now, for me, when I was recovering from my last bad day back in 2001, a whole bunch of my medical team was making rounds. They were coming from all different departments. There might have been 15, 20 people in my hospital room at the time. And they were trying to help me ride down the road. For me, my recovery was my race, if you will. They're trying to help me get back on my feet, get out of the hospital, get back to normal, whatever that is, perhaps get on my bike, although doctors, again, doubted that I would ever get back on my bike. They really painted a bleak picture. If you've listened in to any Kintsugi podcast in the past, my prognosis was not good, and I've been able to surpass all expectations. Because I have a great Peloton helping me pedal forward. Well, as I left my hospital room that day, I leaned over to my wife and I said, they're like my medical Peloton. They're helping me go down the road as safe and as fast as possible. And then I also said, hey, that would be a great name for a company. Of course, the Peloton Spin Bikes has brought the word into the public domain, which is great. Although a lot of people say to me, I'm going to buy one of your bikes. And I'm like, ah, not the same company, but the same concept. You see, in a race like the Tour de France or in life or at work, we need a Peloton. A Peloton is made up of different teams, just like all those different medical professionals. They were all from different departments, different teams, if you will. We certainly have this at work, different teams, cross-functional teams. And each team member has a distinct role. In the race, not everyone's destined to win a stage or win the overall. Some just help out, like domestiques. They all have a different role. And the thing is, what's really cool about it is we focus on their strengths, what they bring to the table, what they bring to the race, not their weaknesses. Too often in life, too often at work, we focus on the weaknesses and trying to make those into strengths. That's not going to happen. I would much rather have business professionals focus in on the strengths someone brings to the dance, to the race, to the company, and then try to make the weaknesses not so weak, maybe neutral. So now we can leverage our strengths as a way to move forward. And even though they may be in this Tour de France on different teams, what's really cool is that they need each other to make this work. They're competing against each other and working with each other at the same time. Teams work with other teams. Cyclists from different teams work together in breakaways. 
And what they all need is what we all need. They need trust and collaboration and communication to go down the road as fast and as safe as possible. When that doesn't happen, that's when crashes happen. They just don't go as fast. And the Peloton can always go faster if it's working together faster than a solo breakaway or even a 10-person breakaway. The Peloton can always go faster. Because this thing called life, the Tour de France career, we can't do it alone. I know a lot of people think they can, but we can't. Even the breakaways that uh, that win a stage or two, they appear to be solo endeavors, but they're not. They still need the assistance from the team. They still need to be able to work with each other in the breakaway. And here's another thing that's cool about the Tour de France, a good symbol symbolism for life, is that they all cross the same finish line as we do in real life. We all do. The only question is when we cross it and how we race our race. It's not if we're going to cross it. No, we all cross the same finish line. Again, question of when and how we race, how we live, how we work. Now, not every cyclist makes it to Paris. That's just the nature of the race. It's also the nature of life. Not everyone lives to old age. It's the whole cold hard truth about life, career, racing, the whole thing. But even if we're in the race just once, you can call yourself a Tour de France cyclist. And that's the pinnacle of the sport. You made it to the Tour de France. Now, obviously, it's a little bit better to finish it than just ride one. But even if you're riding one day, even if you're just making a small impact at work or in life, you are making an impact. You are rippling something worth rippling, something that the world needs. So every day matters. Every stage matters as we go through life, as we go through the race. For me, though, the Peloton really is about connection, and we need connection. That's how we build more resilience. We do it together. So think about the race. The cyclists, yes, are all in this big caravan, this big pack. They're all connected. They're riding centimeters away from each other. They need each other. But this rolling caravan that goes through all these adorable villages in France, they connect each one of those towns to each other. It's Incredible. Talk about connection, connection within the country. And there's no other sport out there that allows their fans to get so close to the athletes, to, you know, so close you can touch them. Talk about connection. And the tour isn't tucked away in some arena that only a few can see, you know, getting tickets to the big event, to the Olympics, to the World Cup. Now, obviously, you can watch on TV, but Here, the tour, all you have to do is walk outside if you live in France, and you can see it roll by your house, roll through your village. It's out in the open. It's out in the world connecting with us. How cool is that? It's just like life. So here's the question I want to leave you with this week here on the Kintsugi Podcast. The question is this, who are you riding with? Who's in your Peloton? Are you riding with folks who bring out the best in you? Because with a stronger Peloton, you can go further and faster. But so often we don't take stock. We don't pause, breathe, reflect, if you will, on who we're riding with in life. When I was recovering from the hospital back in 2001, I had to lean on so many people to get healthy, to get back on my feet out of the hospital back to my career, back to life, but life on different terms, and eventually back on my bike. 
I needed my recovery Peloton. And we need a Peloton right now to help us create the better normal coming out of this pandemic. Today, I sort of view the Peloton analogy you can use is it sort of like your personal board of directors. Think of a company, they have a personal board of directors, multiple people, all bring some skills to the table to help that company become more successful. We need a personal board of directors as well. And I call that your Peloton. And I believe a good Peloton has people that can help you clarify when you get stuck, can be there in a crisis, a 911 moment, can be there to comfort you when you need comfort, can challenge you when you need to get out of your status quo, your comfort zone, and will be there when you celebrate. And the same person doesn't necessarily fit all those roles. We need diversity. We need a whole bunch of people to help us ride forward together. So it's good, especially as we sort of settle into the midpoint of 2021 to ask that question of ourselves, who's in our Peloton? Are you riding with the people who bring out the best in you? Like those folks at the Healthcare Business Women's Association. And if you download the workbook that's part of the upfront intro to the show, there's a little exercise that can help you build your Peloton. I think many of you might know Jim Rohn. He's a guru back in the day, personal development, self-development. He once said, and actually probably said it more than just once, that we are the collective energy of the five people you spend the most time with. It's often quoted and often sourced on social media and other talks. And I don't think it's right. Now, I don't know if it's wrong either. I think he just picked a good number. Three probably seemed too little. And six, well... Could have been six, because who doesn't like six? But he went with five. It just seemed right. So the question really is, is it three, five, six, ten? It, that doesn't matter. I think the thing, the point he was trying to make was this. you got to surround yourself with good people, whether you're trying to win the Tour de France, win your career, win life. And by the way, I really don't believe you can win your career or life. That's something that you just play. but. The basic message here, whatever your endeavor, it's nearly impossible to do it alone. You need a strong Peloton. So I'll ask the question again, who's in your Peloton? Who are you riding with? Are they bringing out the best in you? And it's not a throwaway question or questions. In fact, on every bit of pause, breathe, and reflect gear, I put that question on the back of the shirt, who's in your Peloton, as a reminder when you put that on to make sure that you're riding with people who bring out the best in you, that you have a great Peloton. Now, this Wednesday, the 21st, as this gets released, or the day after, I'm going in for a total knee replacement. It's a big deal. It's not going to be easy peasy lemon squeezy. This one's going to be a doozy. If one is a standard knee replacement and 10 is the worst ever, I'm at a seven based on what my doctor said. I'm going to have to spend a week in the hospital. I knew this was coming. I knew I'd cross this line eventually. It was not a question of if, it was a question of when. I have surpassed all expectations. They thought my knee would be replaced five years after my trauma. That would have been 2006. I made it 20 years with it. So this is going to be a new chapter. I'm excited. I'm nervous. I'm not psyched to be in the hospital for a week, but I've come to grow into acceptance. It's like this. That's what's going to happen. I'm going to make the most of it. 
And I know I have the best surgical Peloton helping me. I'm grateful to be living as close to New York City to the hospital for special surgery as I do and to have my medical team. But I could also use your support, some good vibes this week. So if you could send me some good vibes to help me heal, to get my juju on, if you will, I would love it. Because I think you're part of my Peloton. And I hope you think the same. So as always, thanks for tuning into the Kintsugi Podcast Conversations About Resilience. I hope you share this with your friends. Subscribe, give us a rating, do all that jazz. But most importantly, I hope if you have a bad moment or two, you'll come back to your breath, that you pause, breathe, and reflect. I believe you got this, and we got you. And I hope you have fun storming the castle. We'll talk to you next week, and we'll give you an update about how the surgery went. Talk to you then. Bye-bye.